It's been an interesting week of cricket so far. It's the week where the IPL has turned 15. We are a week before Sachin Tendulkar turns 50. It's a week where Virat Kohli has returned back to captaincy. Amit Mishra, Piyush Chawla, Khan Sharma, Mohit Sharma are all taking wickets again. It's not enough that the IPL is giving us nail biters, it's also giving us like a dose of nostalgia also along the way. So welcome to ESPN Cricket Post Stamp Mike. I'm your host Kaustub. And joining me to review this week of IPL are Amol Mazumdar, Abhimanyu Bose and uh, Matt Roller. Welcome to the podcast, gentlemen. Amol, I just have, I have one question to you. Before this week, around the start of last week, you had said your top four are uh, RR, GT, LSG and RCB. Would you still stand by the top four today? Oh God, I can't even remember what happened five minutes back. But uh. I must have given it a good thought at that time and I, I'll stick by the, uh, by the word. So, yeah, my top four are, are still the same. Abhimanyu Bose and Matt Tola are cricket for writers by day and distressed about Arsenal by night. It's been a great week where uh, Hampshire denied a request for uh, Manchester City manager Pep Guardiola from taking Mohamed Abbas's room because they happened to be playing in the same city. How does that make you all feel as Arsenal fans? Oh, absolutely. The mind games are on. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's quite common actually at that that ground and that city because teams who play Southampton away often stay at the Aegeus Bowl which has a hotel on site so I remember hearing a story of a, a colleague uh, back in the UK being told he couldn't go into the media centre because Jurgen Klopp was taking a team meeting when Liverpool were playing there a few years ago so as soon as I heard the story that's gone sort of semi-viral over the last week I knew it was probably right um, and I think it's been pretty much confirmed by the club since. So. <laughs> So coming to the cricket, right? It's been a good week of cricket. Last week, we had like an overdose of close finishes. This time around, looking into it a week in, again, it's been four or five days of back-to-back close finishes. I am loving all of it. My only question is, are we getting too spoiled? Like, we're going to get that one dead rubber game eventually and like, that's going to make us really sad because it's been incredible. Every IPL, you know, we get something really uh, unbelievable. And last week has been a, a phenomenal week where... Uh, Possibly every game went down to the wire. And even this week, a couple of games have gone down to the wire. Like, what has been your pick of the week so far? For me, it's been the Gujarat-Rajasthan game. Like Sanju Samson's heroics, he's smashing around Rashid Khan. Hetmeyer is doing an incredible job. It started off with that uh, rugby match in the middle, right, where they couldn't figure out how to catch the ball. And from there, it just like escalated <laughs> into like an epic game. So. Well, for me, it has to be um, RCB against Chennai, the South Indian derby at Chinnaswamy, which was quite a night really, because um, you know it sort of goes to show that nothing is safe at Chinnaswamy. I think that was for, for a long time in that game, RCB looked pretty well placed to complete what would have been the highest chase in IPL history. Um, and actually, we'll probably look back at a, a chase of an attempted chase of 227 and think we really should have got that. Um, and yeah, I think it, you know, we've obviously seen the return to home and away this year, and it's been interesting actually seeing how home advantage hasn't necessarily been that much of a thing or as much as maybe we thought but I think definitely in a sort of wider perspective it's brought so much colour back to the tournament seeing the games travel around rather than being the same handful of venues that you sort of get used to and all blend into the background like we've had in the UAE and when all the games were played in this state last year. Um, so yeah for me it's been it's sort of really highlighted that because the crowd at the Chinnaswamy looks incredible um, and yeah I'm going to a couple of games there which I'm hugely looking forward to over the next few days. That match had more CSK supporters on the field than RCB supporters at one point. Like you could hear it through the TV. And yeah. like it was a sea of yellow in a... That happens for one man. Huh? You know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, it has been the case, uh, you know, right throughout. Uh, Dhoni is followed everywhere. In fact, my first year with uh, with Rajasthan Royals, our first game against Chennai Super Kings, and we thought we'll have our uh, home crowd support in 2018. I was that was, and uh, suddenly you turn up at the uh, at the stadium and the sea of yellow over there. Are we playing a home game or an away game? That's that's the pull of one man. It's also a good team. Like, <laughs> yes, let, let's, like, uh, like Dhoni leads uh, CSK like from the front, sure. But that match. Oh, like, I think I have to agree point. with Matt. That was definitely the pick of the games for me. Like two twenty-seven, almost chased down. The way Faf and Maxi were going in the middle, it looked like they were comfortably gonna win. And you know, a little more batting depth, and maybe they would have pulled it off. But yeah, that was a highly entertaining game. Last week I had brought up if any target is safe at uh, Chinnaswamy and uh, talking to your home and away advantage uh, situation this year, uh, does RCB really have a home home advantage at this point? Because like they are not able to set a good target that that is defendable, or their bowlers able to defend uh, the LSG match for example, right? It came down to the last ball and now the CSK match where boundary counter similar, they hit the same number of fours. They were just one six short of what uh, CSK had hit. What does it take to defend a total at Chinnaswamy because like it is their home venue. They're going to play more than at least seven, eight games there. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's a, a huge challenge for them that they've grappled with throughout the history of the tournament. Really, I think um, particularly when you when you think of uh, the fact that over the last three seasons they've qualified for the playoffs every year. That's probably the most successful they've been as a franchise in terms of consistently qualifying. I, I think it's no coincidence that those have been the three years where they haven't played home games at the Chinnaswamy because it's so difficult to defend the score there. It's so difficult to sort of tailor, tailor your team to conditions there. Um, I was actually speaking earlier to uh, Trent Woodhill, who used to work for the franchise's batting coach. I think he spent four or five years there. And he was saying, and it will be interesting to hear if you agree on this, but he was saying from his experience, away teams relished every year going to the Chinnaswamy because the batters knew that they could hit through the ball. Bangalore was a great place to stay. And it was a game that you look forward to every year and thought, you know, we can get something out of this rather than a game at Chipork where you might fear what's going to come up from the surface. Yeah, absolutely, I uh, agree with it. You know, there, there are some sports in, in the IPL, as I say, you know, when you go um, in terms of uh, home support, home crowd and um, home venues like Chipork for Chennai Super Kings, it's, uh, it's absolutely fought. But Chinnaswamy for RCB has been... I think all the away teams look forward to it and probably they are happy going away uh, from Chinnaswamy playing um, away game uh, because you know no total is safe over there you, you know you just have to put your foot down and go through the line and it the ball travels further as you know in Bangalore you know aerial shots they get you uh, maximum results um, at, at Bangalore because it's on a height and you see some tall scores have come in, in Bangalore. Not to forget Rohit Sharma's double hundred in uh, ODI. That also came at Chinnaswamy. So the ball travels further. That's why they dread playing at Chinnaswamy. Of course, the, the crowd plays a big part. It's, um, it's a lovely stadium to play. Is there something to be said about the RCB's team management not able to nail down their squad? They are missing Reese Topley and Josh Hazelwood right now. But this is something, if you know you are playing at Chinnaswamy, right? Like, you know it's a difficult venue to defend in. They had Chahel who had good success there, for example. They let him go. They got a good replacement in Hasaranga. You can't really put too much flack on Faf or on Herschel for not being able to execute stuff. Like, they don't have that many resources is what I would look at it. Like, how much would you put this on the team management for not being able to nail down a good squad just to win games at home? No, I think they have got a lovely squad. Um, uh, you know, if you, if you look at the squad of RCB, um, 
mean, this 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 has been a talking point for a long time. But you know, if you really have a look, a, a deep look at at their squad, they do have um, all the bases covered. You talk about um, fast bowler Josh Hazelwood. I mean, he's injured now, but you know, other fast bowlers are also good. They do have the um, you know firepower in the batting lineup. Three big faces. Um, you know, Virat, Faf and Glenn Maxwell. And then they have Dinesh Karthik, a batter who can who can finish things off. So they do have a good squad, just that they are not able to put uh, their A game, you know, probably at the Chinnaswamy. What I feel about about that that particular ground uh, is that if you can, you know, we all know that it's a six hitting ground, it's a boundary hitting ground, the outfield is lightning quick. And the ball travels further. What you can focus as a franchise is is the pitch. You can produce some either green tops or a little bit of a turner there if you can produce those, and then accordingly go about it in the auction. You know, if you cannot control the other things, you could at least control the pitch. So maybe they can have you can incline towards towards the bowlers either spin or fast. My only counter to that is how does that um, help say their top three, right? They're world-class players. Virat Kohli doesn't need a a good pitch to score runs. He scored runs everywhere. Same goes with uh, with Faf or even Karthik or, or or Glenn Maxwell. If they want to make it as a fort, they need to do something. Yeah, I feel that's the only change they can they can go to. They are doing this in the middle of their game against Punjab, where they're doing really well since they're away from home. And <laughs> that's not a surprise. I'm so, I personally, I'm reluctant to be too critical of RCB just because. The, the margins are so fine in these two games that they've lost. If you think the Lucknow game, they, you know, that was a completely crazy game, which they lost by one wicket. The other game, again, they one bounce of the ball or two bounces of the ball away from winning that one as well. So I, I think that more speaks to just the fact that the venue lends itself to these volatile situations, volatile results. Um, and, and that's such a difficult thing for them to manage. I think you could have one of the best T20 teams in the world. Arguably, they do. But it's just so challenging when you have that, that environment to manage over a course of time where you're constantly having these tight finishes, these close games to sort of keep everyone stable and steady. But uh, I, I still think RCB will contend for the playoffs this year. I don't think it's going to be a, a case of them, you know, looking back and thinking, if only we'd done this at Chinnaswamy. I think if you look at the squad they have, if Hazel were to come in, it uh, looks like they're going to be 3-3 three and three after uh, what, Thursday afternoon's game. I think they'll be there or thereabouts, personally. Also, I think Hazelwood is a big miss for them because uh, he's somebody who can hurry the batters, hit the hard lengths in the middle overs. The middle overs has been where they've really struggled because they've gotten off to flying starts with the ball in the power play. Like Siraj has been great. Parnell picked up those two wickets against Lucknow. But it's in the middle overs where they've uh, really not been able to plug the runs. The bowlers that they've got, to rip, even Topley got injured. He's somebody who could have also hit the hard lengths. But Parnell and Willie are both primarily more of swing bowlers who are good up top. But yeah, so I think Hazelwood is a big miss and once he comes back, it'll be good. Also, I think Hasaranga not yet hitting his stride. He's has hurt them. Yeah, he's yeah. not bowled four overs and he's gone for runs as well. So maybe once he finds a little bit of rhythm, that will help them. We can say that the IPL is well and truly underway. Every team has played five games and has done Reasonably, we know what their ethos is in five games. Uh, someone has not told Delhi the IPL has started yet. Like, <laughs> to lose five in a row, it's difficult to get back from that. It's not that they can't. Uh, it's a championship winning coaching staff, right? Uh, Ricky Ponting, 
Kane Watson there. They have led by uh, David Warner, who out of nowhere, we know how difficult the 2016 season was for Sunrisers to win, and they still put their minds together and like they won that match. Right? So there is caliber in that team. Something still feels off. I I can't categorically put down saying that they're missing Rishabh Pant and that's the one that will unlock everything, right? It's somewhere in the batting that they're falling short. The bowling also, I can say, yeah, it's coming together. But where do you think it's off? Uh, you know, there are a couple of things. Um, you know, leave leave their uh, cricket aside for a, for a moment. Number one thing, what I feel is um, in the first two or three weeks, what we've seen of Delhi Capital in the first five games at least, there have been uh, a lot of players chopped and changed. A lot of uh, tinkering going on along uh, in the in the playing eleven. If you see, they they started off with Sarfraz Khan, and then they dropped him. Uh, he started keeping wickets, which is an unnatural thing for him. But they asked him to do that, and he did it in the first two games. After that, we haven't seen him. Prithu Shaw came in um, as an opener. Then he was in the third game against Trent Bolt. He came in as an impact player. So there's a lot of changes that have happened. So that's one a well settled side. You know, if you see the history of IPL. Chennai Super Kings, once they start with that 11, Mahindra Singh Dhoni hardly makes uh, a lot of changes. You know, maybe four or five changes in the entire season. Or you'll see the entire squad playing, you know, that 11 playing throughout. Uh, I'm not saying you need to repeat that, but you need to have a little clarity of, of the first 11, what you're going to play. So that's one. And second one, I feel sometimes when I look at the dugout of Delhi Capitals, I feel there's a little, you know, no communication. There's a little bit of a lack over there. Sometimes you need to smile and laugh a little bit, you know, just to enjoy. That enjoyment factor is very crucial. The enjoyment of uh, each other's success, in enjoyment in each other's company. Probably that might set the ball rolling uh, for them. Uh, and leave aside the cricket, uh, you know, what they've played. These two things, I feel, are very crucial. And just to add on to that, Watson in the great cricketer, you know, he, he had somebody had told him once that when you're a winning team, you have parties and when you're a losing team, you have meetings and they've been having more meetings of late. Uh, like Amul said, maybe if they now kind of start treating it more like parties instead of meetings, maybe that will bring about a change in fortunes for them. You had a chat with Tom Moody a day ago as of recording and it's out on the site as well. Uh, is there something that you can share from uh, that about just... Uh, how we feel Delhi can go forward from now on. They have a game today as of recording and we all hope they do well. I think it, it was really interesting to get Tom's insight as someone who's got a huge amount of experience of you know both the highs and lows of IPL cricket over his long coaching career with Sunrisers in particular. Um, and I think to sort of echo what Amal said, he said you know there's been so many changes in the first few games um, and also the, the sort of stress of the real importance of clear communication at this point in the season. Um, because clearly there's a lot of different voices. Um, they've got a new director of cricket in Saurav Ganguly, who wasn't there last year. The support staff is sort of seems to be growing and growing. There's assistant coaches, there's spin bowling coaches, pace bowling coaches, and there's obviously a need for those, especially skill sets. But you can get to the point where uh, potentially players are hearing different messages from different people. So he was saying at this point in the season, and not specifically with Delhi, but in any struggling team, you need to be really clear and work out what your approach is going to be for these last nine games where you need seven or probably eight wins to qualify. Um, and you need to make sure that people are still pulling in the same direction because you can get to the point where people already have next year in mind, you know, what, am I going to be retained as a player? Am I going to be bought for a good, good sum in the auction? Uh, am I going to keep my job as whatever coach it might be? 
Um, so I, I think it's, a, it's clearly a really challenging thing. Um, I do think it is also worth mentioning, obviously you have already, but Pant is, is a huge absence in terms of, um, I, think, I think it generally works quite well when you have a, an overseas coach with an, a domestic captain or vice versa, because there's obviously, there's obviously a sort of a risk that when you have two overseas players, maybe you lose some of the domestic players. Maybe if you have an overseas, you know, a domestic coach and a domestic captain, then maybe you're struggling for the sort of star power that the overseas players might be receptive to. Um, and also, just his batting. Obviously, you know, Perel's done fine, but he's a uncapped Indian player at the start of his career. Pant is at his best is one of the most destructive hitters in in the world and. Although they've been getting off to poor starts, you know what? What does it do to um, the mindset of the openers and the mentality of the openers heading into that game, knowing that they've got a slightly weaker middle order versus they've got Rishabh Pant in there? So I do think it is a, a huge miss for them. Um, in term, and in terms of how the squad is constructed, they went into this, they went into the auction thinking they would have Pant available, and they don't, and it's a huge gap that no one can replace really. One thing what what Delhi Capitals can do from here is, okay, they've lost five out of five. Cannot get worse than this. Backs out of the ball. All we can go move is forward in one direction. If everyone pulls in one direction, even now, I don't think. Uh, I mean, they do have the firepower. All they need to do is get their A game forward on, on that particular day, and then set the ball rolling. And once you have, once you taste a, a, a victory and a convincing one, today is the chance to do that. If you have that taste, then you know you set the ball rolling, and then uh, you have the domino effect of on everything, what do you do? Again, it's the effect of close finishes too, in a way, like it's good for us to watch, like it's amazing to like consume as a viewer, but uh, the Delhi-Mumbai game, for example, right, Delhi was very close, like it went to the final over, not keep bold, like a brilliant uh, 20th over, five runs to win, and like it came down to like Tim David being like more than six feet tall, like <laughs> Yeah, this poor would have gotten to it. Like yeah. it, you can look at teams like Mumbai and Chennai, and uh, like Mumbai have also gone through this. Like they had like that historic, I think twenty fifteen or twenty nineteen season, whichever it was, where they lost. They didn't mm. win it, but yeah, they got they, to they, the they did, They got to the playoffs. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, like, is there something to learn from that KKR twenty twenty one when they, I think, won just two of the first seven odd games. Yeah. which happened in India and then they went to the UAE and, and then they started winning. Yeah. yeah. So like, is there something that can be taken away from the other teams in a way? About like how we can just go around, just turning it around because you can't, you can't chop and change the team. Apart from that, like what can be done like to spur it forward? You know, it's, it's very hard uh, sitting here and, and, and talking about what Delhi Capitals can do. But one thing in cricket, you cannot lose hope. Once that's lost, then everything else falls apart. And I feel there is still hope for Delhi Capitals to, to just pull it off and just forget about what's going to happen for the next season or, or probably end of May. One game at a time, one step at a time. Everyone pulls in, 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 that, uh, in that one direction. The communication has to be absolutely spot on. It comes from right from the head. Um, there has to be one, uh, one line of communication. Uh, the rest of them follow it. So if, if you can do that, I mean, I, I'm just giving an example of uh, one season uh, in 2006 and seven in Mumbai Ranji Trophy season. Uh, we lost the first three games. We were zero points on the table. People were talking about relegation, what's going to happen, Mumbai being Mumbai. There was a lot of chat about it. And 
suddenly things changed. You know, we won the first game, the fourth game, that is, it snowballed into something really huge. We had to win the next four games to win, to, uh, you know, get to the knockouts uh, with a bonus point. We did that, semi-finals, finals, won the trophy. So, you know, it, it, things have happened. Things have happened in cricket. Cricket is such an unbelievably uh, unpredictable game that nobody can, can think of what's going to happen next. Yeah, there is still hope for Delhi if they pull in one direction. So to close things off, the team that's impressed me the most and the captain that's impressed me the most is Sanju Samson. Some kind of camaraderie there, there's some kind, they're, they're gelling really well Rajasthan this year. They gelled well last year too, but something about coming back to the home and away format and being able to perform in front of crowds, proper crowds and everything. Like, there's something about the Rajasthan team that's like, I don't know, I'm excited. Like they have a really good batting lineup. They have like the triumvirate of spin in a way, right? You have your Ashwin, Zampa and uh, Chahel. Whenever they need to come in, there's Bolt, right? This, like, it's the team that I'm looking forward to in every single... Every time I look at the fixture list, I just want to see it's the one team I'm excited to watch, looking forward over the next week, like, which is the team that you're looking forward to watching. Well, I've, I've really enjoyed watching Lucknow Supergiants so far this year. I think given they're a team, you probably haven't quite clicked and played to their potential to be four wins out of six is a pretty good effort. Um, we think someone like KL Rahul's clearly not been at his fluent best uh, at the top of the order, but even still, I think to have that potential for him to go on and click and find form and start scoring at strike rates that we know he can, while still being a winning team, I, I think they look like a really good side and you think that they're going to bring players like presumably Quinton de Kock might get a chance at some point back into the side. Obviously, Mark, Mark Wood's going to be in and out mm. over the course of the season as, as his workload gets managed. Um, but they look like a really strong team. And I think in particular, you know, I talked about how much I've enjoyed seeing the home and away format this year. I think, obviously, they lost their last home game. But I think there's a real opportunity that Lucknow could become one of the sort of fortresses of the IPL because it mm. does play slightly differently. Obviously, we have the two different types of soil there. But I think... Uh, particularly on those turning pitches, I think they've got a very sort of canny spin bowling attack that could well be pretty effective there. So, LSG for me. No, it was a close second for me as well for a lot of reasons that Matt said. But I think for me, Chennai Super Kings this year. You know, we all know how Dhoni said that he wanted to have a farewell in front of his home Chennai crowd. And so far, it looks like a story in the making because they've looked really strong. I think they have ticked all the boxes and they look good for the title again. I think they're going to go all the way. Former Rajasthan, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, batting coach, I would uh, definitely go with RR. They've, they've done, as you said, rightly said, you know, I'm always excited to, to watch, uh, you know, small things in the game that they really do well. Uh, one thing, he, he, this week, if you, if you see one thing which I really, really enjoyed watching was Rashid Khan versus Sanju Samson. The game was on, on the line and whoever took that first step was going to win that. Uh, and Sanju, you know, being Sanju, instinctive captain that he is, just took that chance, took that punt and just hit Rashid Khan for those three sixes and just changed the course of the game. You know, those kind of small little things uh, you enjoy in the IPL and I've enjoyed watching Rajasthan bat uh, this year. Thank you so much guys for joining us to review this week. We will see how it pans out. I hope none of the teams we have picked uh, too badly. I want them to do really well going forward. I don't want the jinx to come in. Thank you so much, everyone, and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you.